Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 22 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We're from Hamilton, Ontario, and one half of the Double Doubles. As always, sitting across from us is Ryan and his wife, Lauren, from London. Hello. Hi. Welcome, everybody. Uh, today, we are... Uh, it's, it's pretty close to springtime. It's March. We're, it's, it feels like spring. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the, uh, one of the signature springtime events at, uh, Walt Disney World, and that is the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Um, there's lots to sort of cover. It's one of the, one of the big, there's basically two big festivals that happen at uh, at Epcot um, through the year, and then two smaller ones. But uh, but the Flower and Garden is one of the big ones for sure, and I think it's lots of people's favorite. Is that right? It's my favorite mm. out of the Epcot festivals. I think That's a uh, good festival question. Festival of the Arts is is pretty cool, but I don't think it's for me. Maybe it's not quite there yet. But uh, in terms of being a favorite, but this is one of my favorites. Um, and it, I, it might be the time of year. Like we've, we've gone a few time, a number of times, um, in spring and it's sort of like, oh, well, here in Canada, like spring can take forever to come. So it's really, by the, by the time this festival ro- rolls around, I find in Canada, like I am ready for all the color again. I'm ready for flowers. I'm ready for sun. Um, I also just think it is, um, the most beautiful that this park ever looks. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how the park changes Mm -hmm. like how that affects how um the festivals kind of change but anyway yeah it's a favorite of mine this is um in terms of the dates uh ryan do you have the dates up yeah so it's this year it's march 4th uh till june 1st i mean that's a substantial amount of time yeah it's a good chunk um Pretty much, if you're going in the springtime, you cannot avoid no. <laughs> the flower and, and garden festival. And you shouldn't. No, of course but not. But there's a lot of work that goes into this festival. Just like uh, I think visually, yeah. like there's a there's a lot of gardens that are put into place. Yeah. Um, and maintained. So I imagine like you can't just well I don't know Disney does do it overnight sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, maybe let's talk about the flowers because obviously uh, the flowers are. <laughs> an integral part mm-hmm. of the flower and garden festival this you're right this is like the most colorful that you will ever see epcot it is really incredible that the plants are so bright yeah they right? are like they yeah. almost don't look real you kind of stand back and you oh no those are real yeah. plants i and, always yeah. think about that um over in future world mm-hmm. uh where the where the monorail goes yep. by there's that little patch of water and that all that grass area is just like it is just like covered art, in flowers, right? It's so, it, yeah. so vibrant, yeah. so beautiful. And that, yeah, you always see people working on it too. Yeah. Just yeah. having to it's, maintain it. They but. are, yeah, meticulously maintained um, and watered constantly. But right. yeah, a, the Disney greenhouses where I believe most of these plants start their lives growing um, is outside of the park. And then uh, when the Flower and Garden Festival starts, they all get brought in and planted. And it's... It's really incredible the sheer number of flowers that you're going to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Can we talk topiaries? I know. I love them so I have a much. question that I, maybe I'm a little embarrassed to ask this. Well, this uh, is like, definitely the place they, to ask I it. know. I know. I'm just going to put, like, how much of them are real? Are they right? real? They are all real. They're well, all real. They are all real. On the outside. Do they have, like, a base that the, yeah. isn't? Well, no. They have, like a, they have a frame. Oh, they have a frame, yeah. Okay. So, like, is the frame the green part? 
No. That's all real, like reseeded. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm not the Lawrence no, have no. It does look, you couldn't you wouldn't have surprised me if okay. you said part of it was not real. It does yeah. look so manicured it that yeah. it it looks like it could just be a sheet of fabric. Yeah, like sometimes. Mo- mossy kind of stuff. So I would well, and in some cases to it, grow that. It like, is what? moss, right? Yeah. In some cases, yeah. depending on what topiary they are mm-hmm. they're putting together. But yeah, it does take a long time to grow. Mm-hmm. That's why they do it all outside of the park. Do you think they grow like multiples of each one Ooh. just in case? Oh wait, that they, one's dying. Bring in might. the new <laughs> we, should, we should explain what the topiaries are exactly. Sure, yeah, absolutely. In case you haven't been at this time of year. So these are topiaries of characters all scattered throughout the park. Yeah, they're um, beautiful and fun. And if you've ever imagined like a shrub uh, sculpted into the shape of, um, you know, Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse. Chippendale. Uh, Chippendale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the list is enormous in terms of how many there were. Uh, I would say, um, you know, there's there's quite a lot to, to see all over the well, park. And, and often it's going to be like, Beauty and the Beast are in the France Pavilion because their story is is takes place in France. Right, so, Anna and Elsa are in yeah. Norway, and so there are actually twenty five different topiaries uh, based on last year. Um, there were twenty five topiaries scattered throughout the park, and they are everywhere from the main entrance um, right through the World Showcase, all over the place. Uh, yeah, definitely like all the main characters. You got the Fab Five. Um, they're usually in some sort of um, one centralized or close to centralized display. Um, but even some odd characters, like uh, I always love seeing the three caballeros. That's mm-hmm. a good uh, yes. topiary. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Kermit and Miss, I love, yes. I mean, any Muppet for sure. I was really impressed with Anna and Elsa. I oh, didn't expect great. to see them. And so yeah. I was excited by that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with Buzz Lightyear and Woody, like yes. Toy Story, yeah. it's crazy to me that, uh, that they're, creating those kinds of topiaries. Yeah. Uh, and then even some of the ones in the World Showcase are not necessarily Disney characters, but there are um, like the pandas in China. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, They're, they look a little bit more natural, mm. um, like some of them that just kind of blend in a little bit more. Absolutely. Uh, but they're, they're great. And you'll see that um, a lot of them will have photo pass photographers stationed out in front of them so that you can get photos taken with them. We've done um, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs trailing behind her. I think there's often one with Rafiki holding up little Simba. That's a popular spot Um, because they do, they make great photos. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you'll see sometimes they kind of shift the spot year to year where, where they might be exactly. Uh, But that's, that's definitely a highlight of the festival. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's kind of like the signature, the signature look apart from the the colorful flowers that you're going to see in the park it's the topiaries that mm-hmm. you're going to remember um all throughout mm-hmm. uh but there are other sort of garden areas as well um they are uh, like in keeping with the theming there are different areas that are set aside for um there's a play area that is garden themed um there's the uh the butterfly house that's always like one of my favorite places to kind of go in. And this is coming from a guy who, uh, when I was a child, the butterfly conservatory near Niagara Falls, 
I don't know for whatever reason, but butterflies were terrifying to me <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, they dart at you so quickly and swoop I still everywhere. don't like them landing on me. <laughs> I, like It's like I, I like it, but I'm afraid at the same time. <laughs> so it like as a little caveat, it may be intimidating for a child who's not used to that many butterflies, but, uh, but it's a really nice, um, it's a beautiful garden kind of semi, it's covered, yeah, but it's, it's not all, fully indoors. It's all netted. Like it's got netting over because they've got to keep the butterflies in. And uh, yeah, you just kind of walk through, and there's little like you'll see the citrus cut in half, but right. they all kind of like feed on, and um, it's worth taking a quick walk through for sure. Absolutely. Don't they also have like um, like the tea garden is usually set up? I think in the UK, or is that always set up? You know, kind of behind all the shops. I think sometimes they have like a Yeah, a tea. I mean, oh, the English Tea Garden. Yes, and I think you can do like a little, isn't there a little free tour? Or does that run all year? I think that's all year. Okay, well, that's all year, but you could also do it during the festival. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, exploring uh, the UK Pavilion is worth it. So Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, maybe let's talk. You guys had a chance to take your kids to the playground. Yes. Is that, is so that they right? were little. I'm thinking like two and six, but it's hard to remember. And we were with grandma. And that's one of the things that I really was impressed with. This was a great festival for grandma. She loved it. And it was great for the kids. I was so impressed. They had this music garden, which I'm assuming they have every year. Um, and I, and actually, it may be permanent now, but the, you know, they had the topiaries in it and stuff, and I thought it was just fantastic for them. They really enjoyed it. It was good for little littles, and it was good for big kids. Like, that's always hard, mm -hmm. hard Like, mix. things to climb on, and, right? And yeah. musical yeah. instruments to play, so... Um, and it was a very safe really space fun. as well. Like, it had, like, the turf on the oh, yeah. ground. Like, like, like was, the spongy kind of ground, yeah, too, it so. was. Yeah, definitely. It was a great place for kind of the kids to blow off some steam. I remember we went in early March and it was screaming hot. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, surprisingly hot. And, uh, but a great place to kind of sit down and kind of get out of the sun. And the kids got to jump around and make noise mm -hmm. and create and, havoc. And in truthfulness, I don't remember eating unique food. So it maybe is just timing. Maybe it depended like when we arrived and when we left and stuff. But. We also had kids. And yeah, exactly. They ruin everything. Sometimes you got to eat when you got to eat. Yeah. And so I, think, I remember the first time we went, we didn't eat anything. Like, I think we were just still like kind of, there. there is a lot going on. And if you're mm -hmm. also uh, wanting to try some of the more classic yes, Epcot exactly. stuff, like yeah. you don't, it, there's just so much food everywhere. Um, I find I really kind of, we have to make a point of, okay, this is something we're going to try. And it kind of becomes a priority. Anything on top of that is like gravy, right? Yeah. So, um, I, they, how many are we moving on to kitchen? Yeah. Maybe okay. let's talk about food yeah, because it is, thing. it's not a primary focus of the festival, but it is a good chunk of the festival too. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw something out there that I've heard. Um, because people always make a big deal about food and wine, mm -hmm. but a lot of popular opinion sort of says that the food is better at like this festival, Festival of the Arts. And I I think, well, we had a really good time the lot this past year at, at Food and Wine. I feel like we really did a good job of picking 
like solid choices. Yeah. Um, but the idea behind it is with fewer kitchens, because right. what Epcot has like 30 ish. Oh, for the food and wine festival. Food and wine, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a this, ton. This one is like, this one has, uh, based on last year, it was 16 outdoor yeah. kitchens. So it means that you can kind of like your resources are not as spread out and right. spread thin. And, and you don't have to service quite as many people mm-hmm. with those same resources. So it seems like maybe they can put a little bit more, I don't know, effort, budget, like everything into fewer items and make them a little bit more standout quality, a little bit better. So I think you don't want to skip food. Well, here. And I have to say, I was super impressed with food and wine. That was our yeah, first time yeah. this year. And we had a lot of stuff and I liked all of it. Um, so to hear you say that, yeah, um, flower and garden is better. I'm now really interested. We, I want to try that. We, we, I did really like most of the things I think that we had this past year. Absolutely. Um, but I've also learned my lesson with food and wine to like avoid anything that sounds like, um, like beef stew because <laughs> they all taste the same. But this one, I, I do want to talk about the violet lemonade. This is the very like. Um, well, last year they had ears. They had violet lemonade ears. That should tell you how popular this item is. It's very Instagrammable. It's very pretty. Um, it's just like one of the things that people wait for at this festival. So it's um, it's a smaller size, like slushy. It's it is a violet color, and they serve it with a little um, edible like violet flower on the top. So when Ryan and I first tried it, um, I was like a little bit skeptical. Sometimes, you know, it's just not as good as maybe all that hype, but I really loved it. We both really enjoyed it. It was refreshing. It's kind of tangy. Yeah. Lauren's got a picture of it. It's very like, it's, it's very cute, right? It's vibrant. I like these ears. I hadn't seen these before. Yeah. Last year they had those. So it's, it's a popular, popular item and i highly recommend it i, I think I it's worth it i will say yeah as a um you know it probably sounds um uh like a little more delicate uh it's you know it's not it's not a beer it's no. not it's, it's also not, not overly flowery i wouldn't say no, it has like I was a gonna flowery say, flavor like personally for me i know you really loved it yeah honestly i really liked it as well uh it's i i was worried that the the floweriness would be overwhelming um, but it certainly wasn't. No. It was a really nice refreshing. I think if nice you like, like pink lemonade, you would like this. Yeah. Um, so that that's my my thing. Uh, also, frushi is another one. Oh, yeah. Have that's you always heard a good about one. the no. Fruit sushi. Yeah. Oh. And it's good. So you've got it. like coconut rice. Um, I think the the like wrapping is like a strawberry. I don't know. There's strawberry. It's a dessert kind of sushi that yeah. looks fun. Um, and it's pretty good too. Yeah. Like just even based on last year's, um, last year's menu, uh, they had this chocolate pudding terrarium that they had. So like there are these signature standout, um, dishes that have a visual impact. And this one was a great one in particular because it was served like a little, like a terrarium where, um, you know, it kind of looks like you've built a little ecosystem in, um, in the dish it was it was really cool to see mm-hmm. um yeah i think there are lots of really great finds uh food wise and i think one of the best ways that we always uh anytime we're going to the flower and garden festival one of the ways that we start off our trip e- even before we get into the park is by looking at the the menus ahead of time mm-hmm. it's usually online oh, yeah. um that's where they are 
where you can see on Disney's website, they're going to tell you the description of each dish at, uh, at each one of the outdoor kitchens. But even if you wait until you get to the park, uh, we always highly recommend picking up the festival passport. So it's like a little booklet where you get a map, um, like where you would pick up the maps at the front of the park. Um, there's always stickers so that you can mark off the items that you've picked, but it will tell you uh, where you find each item, give you a description. Um, and it's also a good way to budget, yes. <laughs> like how much you want to spend. And if you are on the Disney dining plan, just like with the other festivals, um, you can swap in a snack credit for many of the items. And I think, I think those are really good uses. Of your snack, yeah, snack and we credits. we did that a lot in Food and Wine, where we yeah. kind of went up to a kiosk and we even used a quick service and split it into three snack credits, mm-hmm. yeah, and got three is, things at the one kiosk, which was great. Absolutely, yeah. I think anytime you're seeing a snack up in and around the seven, six, seven dollar range, uh, if you can use a snack credit for it, you are going to come out ahead. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I think the passport is particularly helpful when yeah not only for budgeting because you want to you can't try everything mm-hmm. um unless oh, I you're meant budgeting money wise yeah no oh, for okay. sure <laughs> uh but you're trying are you also trying budgeting like stomach room wise uh stomach room for sure like unless you're going to be there for two weeks and and really Go back every couple days yeah yeah going back to epcot every couple of days you can't really try everything yeah. um so it's, Sounds like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice on the wallet, but also, honestly, for me, it's also nice to know which outdoor kitchens you want to hit. Yeah. Because I hate backtracking in the yes. park. Yeah. And the last thing that I would want to do is be headed in one direction around the World Showcase and then find out when I'm on the other side that we actually missed an outdoor mm. kitchen we wanted to try right. um, a little ways back because that's heart-wrenching well i remember i had a really delicious one um meal at it was in the uk and i i can't remember exactly what it was but it was kind of like a cider house so everything was like had worked in incorporated cider and so i had like a pear uh cider braised like beef of some kind but i that's all i remember but it was very very good i remember you were holding a spot for illuminations and i went to find some food and that's what i found and it was good so yeah, definitely check out all the menus, um, get a few items. And I was thinking as you were talking about the stickers, that's a good way to keep your kids busy. Yeah, yeah. They would like, my kids would like to do that. Yes. Sure. I like to do that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the other things that they have uh, for kids, speaking of which, is um, they do have a scavenger hunt. Right, and we've never done it with them. There's and, always enough to do that mm-hmm. we haven't done it, but if you're going back a couple times, maybe, yeah, you know, yeah. that would be a good idea. Absolutely, and it's something to keep an eye out for because... Well, last year they had, throughout the entire length of the festival, um, they had Spike, who is a uh, a bee from the really old uh, Disney cartoons. Um, they had, uh, well, the, the scavenger hunt was called Spike's Pollen Nation Exploration. <laughs> so often, are these the ones that you can purchase the map for and fill in the spots? Yes, and then there's a... Um, I believe this is the one that you can pay for, uh, where you buy the map. And then when you have completed or found all of the locations, um, there is a small prize for you. Yeah. They've done. So like chip in, no, uh, what was, who was it that you had to find? Is it Remy? Remy for food and wine. Who was, who was, what did you find at the Christmas, the holiday festival? Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. We were just there. I don't know. Anyway, most of the festivals have this. Um, they change the spot 
year to year. Um, but they're fine. Then you don't have to buy the map. Um, no, you can still... just look out for and, him. And, and usually and there's, see. isn't there one in each pavilion? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. I th- well, Remy there was, so I don't know if that's the case with Spike, but it's fun to, to keep an eye out for him. Absolutely. Um, there is another, um, scavenger hunt that they don't always talk about. Uh, it's not as widely publicized because it doesn't last the full length of the of the festival it's actually just around easter and that's they do have an egg uh extravaganza scavenger hunt where they hide character eggs throughout Mm -hmm. the world showcase um and each like each one of the eggs is painted like a different disney character uh you know it's a little added easter egg hunt um around the easter time which is which is fun and then when you find all of the locations you return back to the to the starting point for as disney called it a spectacular surprise <laughs> they're not above puns so, so, no it's a bit yeah that's a bit hard to hear better to read maybe yeah um it wouldn't be a festival without a concert series yeah so that's probably the other thing that this uh that this festival or any to be honest any festival at epcot is known for is that there's always going to be some sort of musical entertainment happening in the uh american america gardens theater in the american adventure pavilion um there can i just say real quick wouldn't it be great to have canadian performers in the canadian you yes. Know, think of like all that. Yeah. So when, when I, can I read the list of uh, people who are <laughs> doing the concerts? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I do think at some point it'd be really fun to kind of think of who's the equivalent of this right. yes. in the Canadian spectrum, you know? Yeah. Uh, so March 4th and 5th, you've got Peebo Bryson. Oh, uh, yeah. Good old uh, uh, Taylor's Old Time singer. Uh, orchestra starring former members of ELO. Uh, which I believe stands for the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, are they right? there all the time? Some of these are like yeah, some of these returning are... yes. fan favorites. Uh, so they're there March 6th through the 9th. The Guess Who is there March 10th to 12th. Okay, oh, that's wow. your Canadian content that is right, right there. there. That's right awesome. there. So the in the America Gardens Theater, that's we have right. Canadian legendary band, that's The right. Guess Who, followed uh, by, I think, uh, Simple Plan, right? Yes. Another Canadian yes. band. What? Mm. Yes. Though I feel as though Simple Plan is still kind of in the spectrum of like my like 90s, 2000 kind of. So it makes them yes. sound old and me old as well. Is um, this who Avril Lavigne was married to? No, that no. was uh, Sum 41. Right. Okay. Right. Look at us sorry. with some Canadiana right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry. Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, March 17th to the 19th. Mark Wills. Not sure who yeah. he is. My apologies to Mark Wilson's. <laughs> March 20th to 23rd, The Spinners. Also not familiar with The Spinners. My no. apologies oh, yeah, to them. Oh, yeah, I think I know them. They had that one hit. I, oh, a few of these people had that one hit. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Uh, Sister Hazel. Loved Sister oh, yes. Hazel. March 27th, 28th. They've been there for multiple years. Yeah. The Pointy, Pointer Sisters. Oh. 29th and 30th of March. Not to be confused with the Pointy Sisters. No, the Pointy <laughs> Sisters. No, they're there the night before. Steve Ogery, former lead vocalist of Journey. So oh, don't stop believing. Yeah. March I wonder 31st. if he's allowed to sing that. <sighs> I wonder. Oh, there's. I bet he has to sing it. Don't you think? There's a ton of people here. I'll just keep going, and I won't, I won't worry about the dates. But Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Expose, Berlin, A Flock of Seagulls. Get your uh-huh. hair ready. Uh, TBD. Uh, so that's, <laughs> uh, that uh, could be us. Who knows? Tony yeah. Orlando, High Valley, Rick Springfield, Christopher Cross, Plain White Tees, yeah. uh, Don Felder. Formerly of the Eagles, Don McLean. Look at that American Pie. That's a good one. 
together. Casting Crowns, Ambrosia and Peter Beckett, Thelma Houston, The Almond Betts Band. I will no word of a lie from the last four. I don't know who they are. Air Supply. <laughs> Those Herman's, guys are so old. Herman's <laughs> Hermits, starring Peter Noon. Uh, Mike Delgadice and Big Shot. Daughtry, Marshall Tucker Band, Crowder, and Survivor. Is so Daughtry Canadian too? I think so. Was yeah. that I think they are Canadian Idol? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. which one would you see if you had to see one? <laughs> um, the Pointer Sisters, come on. What? Like classic. Yeah. Oh, no. I used to think that song Jump when I was a kid was just like where so it was good. at. <laughs> so good. Still <laughs> a classic. Yeah. I think Don McLean, probably for me. Yeah. That would be that would be a good one That'd to be see. Good. Um I think Maybe Peebo Bryson though. <laughs> I, no, I, I think I would. Do, I think Sister Hazel. I have to I say, go, I but. thought he was dead. So um, <laughs> I thought he had died. I like obviously prematurely. Worst. I just, so, I, yeah, I just yeah. thought I had heard what. So not he to be died. not so, to be too harsh, uh, but there are a number of bands that have frequented the yes. Garden Rocks <gasps> series uh, in the past. That you kind of wonder oh, how are they still around? Yeah, right. I thought you were going to say there's a curse. But people, <laughs> but people oh love God. this concert series. Yeah, yes. like they do. It's, it's fun. There's, there's it's no additional free. cost. Yeah. Do you think that some of them just come out for this? Like they only play this. This mm. is their like yearly mm. gig. I don't know. No way. I just no had that impression way. from like last year. I know. No I know what you mean. List. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Air Supply still tour. I think. So. I mean, a flock of seagulls. Clearly, they're happening but guys the best uh, like i think i would definitely wait to see tbd yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good one that's yeah. always a good one so, yeah that's exciting uh, but yeah it's know. free there's there's always lineups yeah people absolutely. are always lined up they play also a couple times throughout the night correct yeah Does, three times these two? Yeah. three, three yeah. times a oh, night that's pretty cool. uh and and I think you're right. It is it is popular. Uh, if you happen to be walking behind the theater, you're going to catch a part of their um, you're going to catch a part of their act anyways. You don't necessarily right. have to be sitting to to listen and enjoy the music. Right. But that being said, uh, for the people that do want a seat, depending on which time slot you want to go see, you may have to wait for for a little bit mm-hmm. or there is a a dining package. So like most of the um, festivals at Epcot for all of the music, there is a a dining package that is a preset price at uh, one of the participating Epcot or Epcot area um, restaurants. And for that price, you get an appetizer, entree and dessert as well as guaranteed seating for the Garden Rocks So if there, if there is somebody on that lineup that you have to see, uh, that is a good way to guarantee it. It's also usually those um, are really good uses of a dining credit because you get an uh, additional, you get a, an appetizer usually. Mm-hmm. So we recently did the Candlelight Processional one, so different festival, but um for a set price or if we had been on the dining plan for one credit at vianopoly we got we each got our own appetizer a pizza dessert and a drink and the show and the show and guaranteed seating for the show so it's it's worth it let's hope nobody at disney tony orlando i'm coming for you (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's a good question if you uh knowing the lineup would you change your dates to see somebody Or is it just kind of a luck of the draw? Okay, if if I happen to really mm. be excited about the people who are going. All right, so sorry, I have my hand up as if I'm in school. <laughs> but uh, so when we were at um, Food and Wine, 
I had looked at now, you know, I was somewhat on a time schedule, so I couldn't really flex. But um, had I known, um, we were there for the Valha men. So who let the dogs oh. in? So Ooh. we did not stay Ooh. to watch Ooh. them because yeah. I feel like there's only so many times I can hear that song. But and I presume they just do it for 30 minutes straight, but I could be wrong. Maybe they have other <laughs> stuff. Uh, again, no offense to Baja men. They are fans. so offended right now. Um, but no, I absolutely would change my plans if, if like I always think about, so Baronica ladies um, never play here, but they have done some universal stuff. And I presume there probably is a licensing th- reason why mm. they play universal. But if they were playing for like mm-hmm. one of the shows here, I would absolutely I change my schedule. I know Hanson has played in yeah, the past. absolutely. And I work with some yes. people that would like would yeah. have loved to. Yeah. Boys to Men also was yeah. there, I think, last year. <laughs> um, yeah. And while I was there uh, for Food and Wine, I heard Kenny G play multiple, multiple times <laughs> while I was walking through that area. He's never stopped. No, yeah, and people loved it. He played, like, My Heart Will Go On. People were loving that. Um, anyway, yeah, there's people, yeah. you know, there are, I think there's bands that speak to people. There's also that nostalgia thing with some of those, some of those musical mm-hmm. acts where, um, yeah, it might just, they might speak to you, so. Yeah, I think it really depends on who's actually uh, performing. But yeah, I think you're right. If I had seven days and I'd planned to go on Epcot, uh, planned to go to Epcot first, and a performer that I really liked was actually later in Epcot, uh, later in my trip. Um, I might shift my park days around, but I probably wouldn't say change all of my travel plans to show up a week early mm-hmm. um, in order to see somebody. I bet it's happened though. Oh yeah, and maybe yeah. if you're driving, oh. you can totally. If it's if you do have it. done that, uh, let us know. We'd love know. to know who it was yeah. that like drew you to change mm-hmm. your dates for. Mm-hmm. for that. Okay, we've been sarcastic about Wait. this long enough. Should and we move also, on? Also, no. I just want to say we also want to know who would you change your dates for <gasps> yes. that hasn't played yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that yeah. Disney can now yeah. play for you. Yeah. Like yeah. Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, those are my. Ooh, like, oh, Paula Abdul for Ryan. Right? That's oh. right. Oh, now we're getting a little too personal. <laughs> now we're getting into like elementary school girlfriends. Anyways, yeah. uh, maybe let's talk about because uh, this is. Like we've covered most of um, the the basics of what happens in um, the Flower and Garden Festival. What are what are people's favorite memories from wait, the Flower wait, and I Garden? I just also want to. I had a note that we should mention. Um, as with anything, there is festival specific merchandise. Oh yes, so yeah. Each year, yes, like the years. Yes, right. each yeah. year they'll have something new. Uh, kind of a new. I don't want to say theme, but just like a slightly different look year to year. Um, so yeah, usually there's ears, there's usually special items for pass holders, t-shirts. Um, uh, I don't know what else is there. All kinds of whatever. Like I even all, saw aprons. At yeah. Wine. I was going to yeah. say there's things wine that kind of carry. Related. I think you can get like garden flagstones. No um, yeah, that makes sense. I do oh, yeah. have a, I have a coffee tumbler from, from one of the years that I really like. So garden decor. Yes. Um, so anyways, I just wanted to mention that as part of the festival. So what were you saying? Favorite Favorite memories? Favorite memories. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That that (laughs) playground, the musical playground with the kids. They're so little. I mean, I I remember maybe maybe favorite topiary as well. Oh yeah. I love the Mickey when you, I have a picture of him with the ball behind him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like the Anna and Elsa one is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they really were great. Um, I love the the Lady and the Tramp one. She has like 
just wild ears. Like whatever plant they're using for her ears just really looks super like fuzzy and hairy and kind of out of control. So I like that one. Um, they don't have an Ariel one, do they? No. No Ariel, no Tiana, no Pocahontas. Uh, so those are my three that I love. Disney, please get, get on, on that. Uh, <laughs> um, like Bambi's really cute. I was going to say, I think Bambi's is my favorite. Yeah, and I, usually I think Flower and Thumper are there yeah, too. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. usually closer to the Butterfly Garden. I think there's sometimes yeah, a butterfly yeah. on the nose of one yes. of them. Yes, yeah. And there's also a big butterfly that's really cool. For, for yeah, me, I, yeah. think, I think it is, you know, we kind of talked about that like apron or the skirt that goes around the lake yes. of all those flowers. I think it's just that that is such a Disney yeah moment right where you kind of see how vibrant the colors mm-hmm. are and also i think being being up here and kind of stuck in the snow and the cold yeah. it's you fly down there and you know all of a sudden it's like a whole other world it's, it's like whoa wow. spring yeah. spring's been here for how long yeah. you know you can grow plants yeah, what yeah well, you know it's the, a big it's wow beautiful. Factor. the sun is out so yeah. there is a bit of that like wow like you know you it almost gets you excited for for spring back home yeah um so i think that that's something that i really like i also love to. riding that monorail into like coming oh, into yes, epcot yes. and you you got like this great picture from that festival, I think, or was that food and wine? I don't know. I think that but, was food and wine. But coming through the park, the monorail like travels through. So just kind of seeing from that top down, like seeing that, as you were saying, like the, the apron of flowers, um, just kind of getting that glimpse. I really like that. Yeah. I think for me, speaking of the monorail, <laughs> I love the the flowers along uh, the water are really great. There's also flowers on the water too, yeah. um, in sort of little oh, circular yeah, yeah. floating gardens, which I think are also really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love to, uh, I love to dabble in Disney photography and something about trying to get the, the monorail in the shot yes. with all the flowers is like, um, you know, that's one of my favorite memories, but I definitely love topiary wise yeah. the, the Muppets. It's, I remember, it just has to be. I have memories of you waiting for that monorail to come, and I would be like, I'm just going to go look at this booth. And then I'd come back, and then I'd be like, now I'm going to go to this booth. And then I'd come back. So, um, but that's what those booths are like there, was there for. for an hour, but... No, no, no. But also, I love to look at all the merchandise. Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of my favorite times to visit in the year. Like, Ryan and I have often gone. Um, we like early May, partly because of this festival, um, partly because of the the weather. We've the always really we've nice. always lucked out with weather. It's um it's still hot. That humidity hasn't quite set in yet that you're gonna get soon. Um uh, American schools are not out yet in mm-hmm. early May, but like end of May they are. Yeah. Uh and, and pricing is usually good at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. One if thing. you're after, like, it's after, after Easter. After Easter, yeah. Um, yes. So as long as Easter's not, like, late April, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, you've got a pretty good time time slot to, to make yeah. it in there. So it's it's one of uh, one of our preferred times to travel. Uh, sunny. It's always, you know, always I always feel like it's sunny. Yeah. Whereas when we went sort of January, December, y- you can get a few more gray days. But, um yeah, I would. I would not we hesitate highly to recommend go. this for all ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah great festival for. I all think ages. that's. I mean, it's one of the reasons why Epcot throws their festivals is that there are things um, added to to the park for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bit for for everyone who can be there. Um, yeah, certainly for the kids, all the way up to the adults. Um, it's it's a really great time. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a good place to to end I think off. So. Um, 
Yeah, uh, the Epcot International Festival or Flower and Garden Festival uh, is definitely one of our favorites. We want to thank you for listening in. Um, if you've enjoyed the episode, we'd love you uh, to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you have suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover, head on over to our Facebook page or Instagram. Um, if you just search for Dole Whips and Double Doubles, you'll find us there. Uh, this has been episode number 22, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. On behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren, and Ryan and Lauren, we are the Double Doubles, and you've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Thank you.